I know you have the Reality Stone, Tavon. Giving it to me will spare you a great deal of suffering. I told you. I sold it. Why would I lie? I imagine it's like breathing for you. So you do understand. Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in just 15 minutes. Unless Ben comes on the show to talk Age of Ultron, in which case it's 20 minutes, and it definitely could have been longer. But, you know, hey, we'll allow it. I am your host, Ethan Simi. On today's episode, I am taking my first ever character deep dive, and I'm going to be honest, there is absolutely no reason I'm doing this. There's no no underlying reason. I'm not looking at Loki because we have Loki coming up. I'm not looking at anybody in particular because we have content coming up with that person. Um, I'm strictly choosing to do a character deep dive on this person because I have their Funko Pop right behind me. I have it. It's here. It's in my collection. It's in the Mini Marvel Studios. And it is actually a Disney Parks exclusive. So I'm, I'm very grateful to have that. It's it's pretty cool. It's gold. Um, the man that I'm talking about, the character that I'm talking about, is the collector. Tanelier Tavon, the head of the uh, Tavon group. He's renowned as the keeper of the largest collection of interstellar relics and species in the galaxy that resides in nowhere. Now, is it Tivon or Tivon? 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 I'm going with Tivon for this episode, so if I'm if I'm doing it wrong all episode, that's on me. Uh, please forgive me. Don't, don't turn the episode off. You know, I'm just trying my hardest over here. But I do want to start out by throwing out a couple, a couple quick facts. A couple quick facts about the Collector to get you started on this Friday. He has a brother. I didn't know this. I feel like maybe everybody else except me knew this. And, you know, now now that I know, it's, it's you can see. You can see that they're brothers. The, the, uh, the Collector is brothers with the Grand Master. None other than Jeff Goldblum and Benicio Del Toro, brothers at last. I mean, think about it. The way they kind of act, like they're kind of, uh, you know, little, I don't know, like personality. Something about their personalities just line up. They're brothers. And I didn't know that. I I'm I learned something new like I say, uh, you know, generally, hey, I learned something new on the show today. Now, what's their age difference? I don't know. I couldn't find that kind of information. I don't know if it's out there. I don't know if it matters, but I'm curious. Um, you know, they are both elders of the universe. So it's pro- probably hundreds or thousands or like nothing. They were probably made in the same in the same instance, right? Uh, you know, he, the Collector is probably the only person in the galaxy to share a drink with both Howard the Duck and Cosmo, the dog from uh, a USSR space program, at the same time. Think about it. How many other people in the galaxy have shared a drink with Cosmo and Howard the Duck at the same time? Uh, I mean, not to mention the fact that you're doing it while your entire life's work and planet and collection are, are just rubble around you. That seems like pretty unique. I would put that on a resume. I would say that. And I would hope that, you know, that wherever the collector is going to work next, wherever he's turning in that resume, people would look fondly upon that and say, look, that's a once in a lifetime experience. Kudos to you. Well done. Last little quick fact for you here. In the comics, 
he is one of the elders of the universe, uh, which I didn't know. It's it's a group of people which is comprised of the last survivors of extinct races from across the universe, making them the oldest individuals in the comics. Uh, so, like I said, he him and the Grandmaster, both elders of the universe, uh, and then, you know, you kind of put two and two together, basically means that he's immortal. He's lived pretty much forever. What we're gonna, what I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the collector in the movies first, and kind of his role in in the films in the MCU, and what his storyline looks like. I want to talk about his personality a little bit, his powers that he has, even though they're not like powers, powers. He's got no, they're powers. He's got powers. And then I want to talk about what my encyclopedia uh, told me. I tweeted out a picture. I have the official Marvel encyclopedia. It is a huge book, massive encyclopedia. So I went to town. I got down, did my studying, and found some additional facts to put together for the collector. So that's what we're going to talk about on the show. I also just wanted to mention, I, I love him. I love the collector. I think I mentioned him as one of the funniest characters uh, in the MCU. He's probably one of my, like, favorite third-rate characters, right? Or, like, second-rate characters. He just never gets enough love. Nobody ever talks about him. I really like Benicio Del Toro in general as an actor in roles like this. I really like him as DJ in, in The Last Jedi as well. Like, I think he does an excellent job when he commits to this kind of stuff. And... It's really cool to see in the MCU how this character has come to life. And I I want more Benicio Del Toro in the MCU. Um, and, and as I kind of talk about his storyline, we'll see, like, we don't know where the Collector is, right? We don't know what's happened to him. We don't know if Thanos killed him or if he's floating around in space or if, like, he's captured. Like, we don't know. There's no official word or anything, but I will say Benicio Del Toro came out in an interview, gave us an answer. So I'm going to talk about it. Uh, collecting the Infinity Stones. Now, this kind of plays into his powers that are in the comics. The Collector basically can have, like, precognition, can have telepathy, right? He knows things that are going to happen before they happen, and this kind of leads him to start collecting the Infinity Stones because he can foresee the fact that Thanos is coming for the Infinity Stones and he plans to destroy the universe, so I I better get on that, is basically what he says. He goes, look, I gotta be the guy. So, in 2013, we see our, our first appearance of of the Collector in the movies, in Thor The Dark World, in, in a mid credit scene. Uh, two Asgardians, Volstag and... Lady Sif brought an infinity stone known as the Ether to Tavon and his his museum. So initially Tavon already has this giant ass collection, right? Like he's already got tons of things in the universe and he's curious. He wants to know. He questions them, why would you not just keep that infinity stone secure in your vault on Asgard? Like that's kind of a pretty secure place, is it not? And Volstag tells him Look, we already have the Tesseract in, in the safe in Asgard, which we already knew. Um, it's it's being held in Asgard there. And it would not it, it would be unwise to keep two Infinity Stones in such cl- close proximity. Um, which, hey, big hint, hint, like right there. Uh, Thanos attacks the Collector when he 
has two infinity stones in such close proximity. So that lot of good, some good, good MCU foreshadowings there. After acquiring the one stone, the ether, which would then get made into the reality stone, right? When Thanos comes and, and reassembles it, essentially, uh, Tavon became set on collecting the remaining stones, um, especially the power stone, which was contained inside the orb. Uh, and, and him obtaining the orb, huge plot point in Guardians of the Galaxy, which I need to rewatch. I just, I need to rewatch it. But in order to obtain the orb, Tavon hired Gamora and offered her 4 billion credits in exchange for the orb. That sounds like an ungodly amount of credits. Does that not sound like... That sounds insane to me. 4 billion? I guess the guy really wanted it? Like, I don't know. He could have offered 1 billion and Gamora probably would have took it. Like, why Why is my dog jumping all the way to 4 billion right out of the gate? I don't know. It seems like a lot... Valkyrie was only paid 10 million credits by the Grandmaster for the acquisition of Thor on Sakaar. So maybe, like, maybe, look, maybe we've got some some value thing going on here. Maybe 10 million credits on Sakaar is worth, like, more than 10 million on other places? I don't know. It seems like 4 billion credits anywhere is just a sh- shitload of credits. But, so Gamora basically says, hell yeah. Like, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go get this orb for you. Gamora, along with the rest of the Guardians, obtains the orb, brings it back to Tenelir Tavon, the Collector himself, after traveling halfway across the galaxy. And when Tenelir Tavon meets the Guardians, you know, he gets in that little dig about Groot's body. He's like, listen, I've never seen this species of flora before. I want him. And I want him for my collection. And Rocket jumps to the fence. Love, love to see it. Love Rocket and Groot's relationship. It's so just innocent and like have your back, and I love it. And he, the collector was like, "Listen, I'll, I'll wait till he's dead and I'll pay you, but I want his body." And still, that's a hard no. That's a hard pass. So, essentially, then moves on to Vaughn is taking out the agreed upon amount of credits and his Kylorian aid and servant then basically, like, went and grasped the Power Stone, which was revealed from the orb, in an effort to to kill the Collector, to harness the power of the Power Stone, kill the Collector, and be set free of her servitude, which, which she has been in her whole life. And we all know how that goes. She was not set free. Well, hey, she was set free from life. I feel like the Grandmaster. You are pardoned from life. She was killed. As the Power Stone released a massive pulse of energy, causing her to explode, destroy all of all of the Collector's archives. Uh, the Guardians took the orb back, escaped from nowhere after that. But essentially, it's all gone. It's all it was all destroyed, and all because she wanted to to be set free, which speaks a lot to the Collector as who he is behind closed doors. He's probably just a absolutely terrible, terrible person. Once Thanos had acquired both the power and the space stones from uh, his assault on Xandor and Xandar and his ambush on the Statesmen, he then acquired the Reality Stone, the Ether, from Tavon. And uh, right, so he takes the Ether, he extracts it, puts it back to its original state of the Reality Stone, and then this happens in Endgame. Uh, the Guardians show up, and it's a trap. 
and they thought that they had a chance to stop Thanos, and the, and they thought the Collector was alive, which, by the way, this scene with the Collector kind of in a cage and, like, cheering on and, like, being a spectator is so creepy and so awesome. I love it so much, and we all know what happens. Drax turns into a bunch of cubes, like, gelatin, jello squares, and Quill's gun changes into a bubble gun, and pretty intense. But, uh, you know, so that's what happens. The the collector's collection is done. It's gone. It's it's abolished. But the collector lives on. Uh, and this kind of speaks to that immortality that I was telling you about. So let's talk about his powers for a second. Super, super, superhuman durability. Survived the, the massive pulse of energy from the orb while the um, Kylorian named Karina was trying to trying to kill him and uh she died from the explosion he ends up with nothing but a bruise on his head superhuman durability guy's got immortality he's old as shit basically he's as old as the universe like i said so he's he's immortal he has energy projection um when he is using the orb initially when the guardians first bring it to him he can project constructs of purple energy to visually show the guardians what he is thinking in his mind and and not everybody can access the stone in that way um and then the encyclopedia goes on to say that that he can uh, manipulate cosmic energy to change his size and shape as well so this is interesting this is something i didn't know he his true form like his true physical form is not that of which we see in the movies it is not that of Benicio del Toro and what we are presented, it's actually like this massive demon-looking person. That's like his true terrifying form, and it's revealed to to Thor when Thor actually comes to to find Alter Ego and and get him from his collection. He fights the Collector, and the Collector review reveals his true identity. And it and there's a picture you can go Google it. I'm sure it's like a massive demon person, super super scary. Um, in the comics, the Collector was slain by Korvac, uh, and Korvac is basically this guy from the 31st century future, same as the Guardians, that his lower half of his body is replaced by a supercomputer, so sounds like he could kill, sounds like he could kill the Collector. But then, of course, nobody's ever really dead in Marvel. He was returned to life when the Grandmaster won a contest with death. Uh, you know, and, and brought him back. And that's some good brotherly love. You, you just, you love to see that. Uh, and then moving pretty far forward, after the events of Secret Wars, he and the Grandmaster staged a new contest of champions in Battle Realm, which was the, the remnants of Doctor Doom's the destroyed battle world. Um, that would be a Disney Plus show that I would watch. Give me the Grandmaster, give me uh, the Collector, running the contest of champions in Battle Realm, and seeing them work together and just having the greatest time ever running the Contest of Champions, I think that would be pretty freaking cool. The Collector's first appearance was in Avengers number 28, June 1966, so I'm about to go find that issue, that comic book somewhere, because I, I kind of I kind of want it now that I, I want it for, for my, my collection. That sounds pretty awesome. Uh, sounds pretty cool. So, there you have it. Uh, that is the Collector, Tanelir Tavon, the man who lives on nowhere and collects everything. He, he is renowned as the keeper of the largest collection in the universe. In the universe. And living dead otherwise. He collects it. He's the guy.
last bit of secret information here. I teased at the beginning of the episode that Benicio Del Toro came out himself in an interview and gave away the fate of the Collector. Is he dead? Did Thanos stick him in the grave? We don't really know until he came out and said this. Benicio Del Toro has come out and said that not only did Thanos not kill him in Infinity War, but that he survived the snap as well. So that means the Collector is out there in the universe. He exists. He's He is somewhere, and he has been living this entire time. Is he going to come back? Are we going to see him in What If? Are we going to see him in, in Loki? Are we going to see him in future Marvel properties? I sure hope so. Where does the Collector rank on your list of favorite Marvel characters? Let me know at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to join me every Thursday on Twitch over at twitch.tv backslash 15 Minutes of Marvel for a live podcast. Last night's podcast, super, super fun. We talked about Thor's hair. We talked about Loki. We talked about Legos. We talked about all kinds of things. It was a blast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on any major podcast platform as well. And I will see you back here next week as I give some of my thoughts on the brand new Hulu original show, MODOK. It looks awesome. I'm totally going to binge the heck out of it, and I can't wait to talk about it next week. I am your host, Ethan Simi, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Oh.